0: Hi, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting, coming to you with a Biblically Focused Business Podcast. And I've been talking about competition and the five forces. And to continue that discussion, um, I need to, what I want to do this time is talk about doing an analysis. How do you apply that to your industry? Well, this is... um, this is w- what i'm going to think about i'm going to th- i'm going to think through this process here on the podcast so you know we can we you can kind of get an, a feel for how i'm thinking about doing this we have to define the relevant industry by both its product scope and its geographical scope so you know what's in what's out this step is and this step is actually Harder than you might realize, or you know, it's going to take some real thought. Um, But in the five forces concept, it it helps us draw boundaries, um, avoiding the pitfall of defining an industry too narrowly or too broadly. And you know, like with Anderson Network, I defined it too narrowly, and that eventually killed me. Um, It's funny how a really small Problem like that in your strategy can be fatal. Um, you know, any CEO of a company knows that you know it's there is so many things outside of our control, and we are in charge of an entire organization, and we can miss something that can be the death of the company, and it can be something as small as that. Just defining your market too narrowly, defining the industry too too narrowly, or too broadly. So, um, if, you're, if you're facing the same buyers, the same suppliers, the same entry barriers, um, so where are the differences when you're looking at a particular industry? You know, what are the differences in more than one of the forces? And where are the differences in any one force? And how large are they? You know, are they distinct to your industry? Are they, you know, how are they different from the other industries? And each one of these is going to need its own strategy. So, for example, a product scope. Um, motor oil was used in cars as part of the same industry as the motor oil used in the truck in trucks and. Stationary engines, the oil is similar, but the automotive oil is marketed through consumer advertising and sold to fragmented customers through a whole lot of different channels, and produced locally to offset the the high costs of logistics, you know, and in, in getting things delivered to different to the different locations in small packaging, trucks and power. Generation lubricants is a different industry because of the um, different customers and 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 the different selling channels and the different supply chains and so on. So, from a strategy perspective, they're distinct industries. So you got to think about the product scope. So if we, you know, we go back and we try to apply that to um, to this internet business you know what is the scope of the product you know if we have an information product you know who who is uh, going to be the target customer and that's why when we start an internet business we've got to think about who is the customer we're going to serve and that is our anchor that we need to build everything else on it's the foundation that we got to build everything else on because the the strategy is going to be extremely important um on relying on that, on the the consistency of that foundation. So, what's the scope of your information product? Who is it going to serve? That's going to affect these five forces and how you're going to deal with them. Geographically, um, you know, we, for example, you think about the cement industry. Is a cement business a global or a national industry? Um, There was uh, uh, Cimex is a a cement company. Um, And although, you know, the buyers are radically different in the United States and in Mexico, the geographic scope is national, not global, since those buyers are radically different. And the company Simex needed to be able to have a different strategy for each market. So, you know, first, um, that, that's another thing we have to think about. When we're thinking about this internet business, it is global because, because we can reach globally very easily and very cheaply. But the different markets may have different needs and if we're doing a, a you know doing a, a say a, um, a course on an online course on you know uh, business in America and the way we conduct business in America we're not going to be able to sell that effectively to people in Europe because they're going to have a different way they have different regulations they have a totally different perspective on how business is done, and it's you know partly culturally, it's partly you know just the the, the legal situation, um, the fact that they face different issues, those you know all of that. So um, you have to take that in consideration. So um, another consideration here is identifying who the competitors are, um, and who the players are in each of the five forces for the industry that we're in. So, you know, where there is appropriate um, segmentation among those as well. You know, and, and, and so you've got to think about, you know, on what basis do you make that segmentation of those? But we need to know who those are. So we need to analyze who is in those five forces that we need to, we need to understand. A third thing here is assessing the underlying drivers. You know, which which drivers are strong and which are weak and why. And the more more the deeper we try to, to analyze this, the more valuable that our results are going to be. Um, the next thing is um, assessing the overall industry structure. Which forces in the industry most affect the profitability? You know, all of them are not equally important in the industry. I and mean, every industry has them a little bit differently. You know, they, they are structured a little bit differently and each one has different level of strength. So you got to think about which one is the most important when it comes to profitability? And that's probably the first one to focus on. So you got to dig deeper into those important forces. And um, then you have to see if you can get results consistently consistent with the industry's level of profitability. And can we do that over the long term? And are the most, most profitable companies better positioned in relation to the five forces. And how can we be more profitable in that competitive environment? Is there a way that we can address that most important force uh, in relation to profitability? How do we, and how do we address that? And how do we do that in a way that is difficult to copy? Then a fifth consideration here is analyzing the recent and likely changes that they're going to be in the industry. You know, how, what's trending in the industry that's going to affect the mix of these five forces? How might competitors or new entrants be, uh, you know, new companies coming into the industry be influenced by those changes? And then, then sixth, um, thought here is how can you position yourself in relation to those five forces? Can you find a position where the forces are the weakest? You know, can you explo- exploit the industry change that is going on and maybe find a way to, to, to have a different strategy that the competitor competitors in the industry are entrenched in doing things a certain way where you can come in and structure your business in a way that makes it easy for you to do it in a new way that increases profitability that makes it difficult for them because they can't change because they're entrenched in the way that they're doing it. So can you reshape the structure of the industry in your favor that way? That's something, by the way, if you... You know, we don't have time to get into it now, but uh, Southwest Airlines did with the airline industry and nearly brought down United Airlines because United Airlines tried to copy them and couldn't do it. I can't talk about strategy here. It's not, there's not enough time, but that's an example of, of that, of being able to do that. So that's kind of, you know, how you would go through analyzing the industry and figuring out where in this mix of things can you find an advantage? And it could be thinking about this before you even start the business makes it easier because you're not you, don't, you haven't put things in place that are fixed yet. Things are very fluid at this point. And there's a lot of unknowns still. And so um, this is a good time to be thinking about it, to thinking about you know what, what my strategy can be. So, you know, as I'm thinking about this, what's changing in the workplace? What's changing in uh, business? And, uh, you know, are there things happening in the Internet industry, right? And the Internet online business piece of every industry. Are there changes taking place that I can exploit right now? What kind of things, opportunities are there there that, can give me a significant and sustainable competitive advantage over other businesses, just because I'm coming in as a new entrant and I don't have to play by the same rules. I have to stay played by the same regulatory rules. And in fact, on the, on the internet, there may be some rules that I have to abide to that other businesses don't really need to worry about. But um, there are other areas where maybe, you know, as in terms of how an industry conducts business that can be changed by using the internet with those thoughts i'll i'll take i'll stop right there and we will talk again next time